This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hey, everyone. This is Mallory Rubin, here to tell you about The Ringerverse, your go-to podcast feed for all things nerd culture and fandom. Multiple times per week, our experts and superfans delve into the latest sci-fi, fantasy, and superhero stories with instant reactions, deep dives, video breakdowns, theory fodder, and more. If you love Game of Thrones or Star Wars or Marvel, if you love video games or genre novels or comics, if you love to parse mythology and partake in the community around the most captivating fictional universes, these are the pods you're looking for. Follow The Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Champion, champion, champion. A mage. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Delicious chicken. It was repot. It was repot. It's professional professional wrestling. wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, She Pete, is back, baby. Christmas style. Well, Christmas to Jace. I leave Chinooka. It's Chinooka style. Chinooka. It is still Chinooka. It is still Chinooka. Word to uh, Smokey Robinson. Smokey. You know what I mean? Happy Chinooka. I don't even know what Chinooka is. Yeah. Um, uh, listen, on behalf of, of Motown and, and Barry Gordy and, and the black community, I, I apologize for that. Because <laughs> that was crazy. Wait, I, I don't know. When did you get authority to speak on behalf of Motown and Barry Gordy? Did you have some sort of... I, I didn't know you did entertainment listen, law. Wow, I, have, really got- I have no authority. I have no authority, but I'm just trying to make peace this holiday season. <laughs> no, there's no peace crazy. to be made. It's one of the great things of all time. Everyone loves Chinooka. Uh, that joint is forever. <laughs> Chinooka. I don't even Yo, know. What they, someone must is. have told him. Someone must have told him afterwards. Like, wait, what was the word? And they were like, "Yo, Smokey, it's it's Hanukkah." And he's probably yeah. like, "Yo, I thought it was with an H. I didn't know what Chinooka was." That was they for were, sure a cameo that he was just like, "Listen, I'm gonna knock this out for 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 one of the beautiful people," and just we got a gem. 
Yeah, but I'll tell you right now, the George Santos cameos, I, I mean, I know that subject's kind of played out at this point because, like, a lot of people have been running with airing them. Have you heard any of the, of the Santos ones? I haven't. I have heard none of them. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to just play you one. We'll play it before Dip gets here because for some reason it's related to politics. He'd be like, you need to delete it. So <laughs> right, we'll sneak it in. And then when yeah, he I'm listens gonna... to the episode, he's going to be like, guys. Yeah, I, I don't say me and uh, the word politics near each other. Um, people are going to think I voted for George Santos. <laughs> no, no, he, he wouldn't want people to think he did or did not vote for George Santos. Right. right. Uh, all right. Let's see. This, this shit right here. I, I, I don't know the last time I laughed this hard at like a silly Internet thing. But this cameo right here. This is not about politics. This is just about humor. Hey, Heath. George Santos here. I'm so proud of you for coming out as a furry, and I just wanted to tell you that your <laughs> friends and family all accept you, and they're all excited about your fursona, which is uh, awesome to be a beaverpus, a beaver and a platterpus. So let me tell you, uh, they all love you, beaverpus. Don't you ever get your head down, and don't you ever, ever let you think it's done. Tell you it's not what you can and can't be. I'm so proud that the corporate folks at Arby's gave you the go ahead to go to work in your persona. So if you could just, you know, live it up and be as perfect as you want, just keep doing you and yif, yif, yif. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, I gotta say, I, I am glad he clarified uh, what a beaver puss was because when I was growing yeah. up, a uh, beaver was a. So it sounded a little bit redundant. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, this, is a, this is a program for the kids. That's true. That's true. Kids, you'll get that in about 10 years. I promise well, don't worry. you it's I'm hilarious. Sure, I'm sure Troy the Goy gave us a nice clean bleep right where we needed it right there. But anyways, <laughs> a beaver puss, as everybody knows, is a beaver and a platypus, for God's sake. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Coming to you uh, from New York City. I haven't even uh, figured out yet, by the way, Troy, what my schedule is because I leave for Brazil on... Thursday. So I don't, I don't even know what the hell we're doing with GP. We should probably talk over mm -hmm. that, Troy. We can do a deep dive into my life. I mean, I've, I, I can just come, you know, take the no, mic for the whole episode. The show to get I, I've got stories. I don't want the show to get canceled. <laughs> when, when, when does the ringer, like, when does the ringer go dark for the holidays? Do you know that? We don't go dark. It keeps going. The ringer wrestling show or the ringer in general? Well, I know the website will still be online, but yeah, when are like, oh, is there a podcast vacation time that's supposed to be happening? No, I mean, it's kind of all depends on every show. There's still NBA stuff going on, so there will be NBA podcasts, although maybe a bit scaled back. Okay. We, we, we went over the rest, we, the Christmas schedule. We, we have this in, in our files. I know you get a lot of emails, so. Oh, and what'd you say? You what'd you say for me? Or when are we dark? Um... I think we're just doing one Tuesday a week for like two weeks. Got it. Okay. So you guys will have to brave it without me next week. Is that the plan? We can make that happen. So sure. you can either you can either brave it without me, because I don't think I'll have time to get something done for next week. I mean, listen, you never know. It's me. I'll be honest. I'm a lunatic. There's a you chance are. I text Troy from Brazil and I'm like, yo, I'm recording an episode. I'm good. And it's just yep. me and Natalie and Rio. Like that could, that's certainly on the table. And then I'm back to host the best of raw on Christmas day. 
So by the 26th, Tuesday the 26th, I'm home chilling. I'm down to do a podcast that week, the 26th week. Next week would be the week in question when I'm gallivanting around the streets of Rio. Had a really good call today, by the way, with a a guy who helps people in the film industry, like with, you know, security slash rides in Rio. Had a good call with him today. And it was nice because he was able to sort of like uh, calm me down on some of the fears I've been getting because every person I'm like, I'm going to Rio rather than say, have fun. Everyone just goes, be safe, be safe. Oh, it's so I'm going to give you the real breakdown, Troy. I mean, now keep in mind, Natalie, first of all, Natalie and I are not the world's biggest gringos. You know what I mean? I speak pretty decent Portuguese. Natalie certainly looks like you could believe she could be Brazilian. We could be out in the streets and people could, we could move around smooth. She does. She does have a pretty uh, ethnically ambiguous look. Very like ethnically wherever ambiguous. Wherever she goes, they claim her. Oh, correct. She could be, Natalie could be in India or, you know, North Africa or Brazil. Like she's, she's pretty good. We just, you just don't want to over be. Now here's where Troy needs to be careful. Because by the way, Troy could look Brazilian too. Brazilians, like it's like America. You could be anything. Right. It's just how much of a gringo you sound like. And yeah. being when we heard the way... Carnivale? Carnivale? That's your it's wallet is gone. The second be, you yeah. say that, take rings off. Take things off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Luckily, so, I have no things for anyone to steal. So yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's a great point. <laughs> the best thing Troy has going for him is he's a minimalist. There's nothing to steal. Um... No, so the guy was talking to me, and it was sort of what I thought. He was like, man, you know, if you're, if you're smart and you're just not even smart, he was like, if you're just paying attention, you're fine. Like, and also, I told him off top. He said to me, hey, if you need to rent a bulletproof car. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where are we going, my guy? I was like, just so you know, I'm not trying to tour the favelas and, like, go into the worst parts of town. Like, that's not. He was like, oh, okay. I was like, bro, we want to see like Rio, just pretty, delicious, good drinks, good vibe, dancing, music. I'm not. He was like, oh, oh, yeah, you'll be fine then. I was like, yo, Shawnee Culture said something to me last week that blew my mind. And this is just a cultural thing that I don't relate to. He's been doing these different trips, places to like get the culture and feel of a place. And I forget where he was a couple of weeks ago, but he was like, yeah, but they didn't want to take me to like the hood, you know? He was like, they didn't want to take me. I wanted to go to like, the, you know, the Brownsville of there. I was like, why? Why? Yeah. I, I was like, you can get the culture and the vibe of the people of all kinds of backgrounds in other places where those people will go hang out. You don't need yeah. to go to the roughest. Imagine going to New York and being like, yo, I need to see Brownsville. Well, <laughs> yeah. Listen, in, in about 10, 15 years, that that might be on the table. Oh, but no, right no, you'll, now, you'll already be staying in Brownsville in 10 years. No problem. That's where your <laughs> yeah, Airbnb will be. It's on the table for sure. But right now it's out. <laughs> Yo, yeah, you're not going to shame me about going to a place and then going to the touristy spots. No, like, what? Need I remind you, I am a tourist. <laughs> okay? Exactly. I don't live here. I don't live, I, here. I live here. And by the way, else. SGG, you're from a, a weird example too. Because SGG is simultaneously from the hood. And it's a place that people go visit. That's different. Harlem yeah. is a different animal because Harlem, parts of it are the hood. And then it also has 125th Street in the Apollo. And that's a thing to go see and do. And like, it's a part of history. Right. But, but just be like, yo, Central Park. 
I, I wanted to go to East New York this trip. I was really thinking I could like catch a vibe there. I'd be like, so anyways, I told the driver, I said, listen, no bulletproof. Dipperstein, by the way, who joins us now would have a heart attack if someone said, do you need to rent a bulletproof <laughs> yeah. car? Yeah. Oh, but Dip, Dip you like want a bulletproof car? I'm not going anywhere that requires that. <laughs> That's what I said. So I told him, I was like, no, no, I think we'll be fine. Just send us to good restaurants. And, and then he was like, oh, and he was like, if you want to take day trips to like other areas, I was like, are the other areas? He was like, the other areas are completely safe. I was like, take us to the other areas. Let's go. Wherever is completely safe and beautiful, where I don't have to like be looking over my shoulder, that's where I want to go. That's me. Um, SGG is joining us from Philadelphia. 36 to 35, Dipperstein is here. Before we get to what's going on outside the ring and everywhere in wrestling, Dipperstein, did you, did you see my guy, Khalil Roundtree? Eh? Eh? Ooh. I was honestly screaming. I was oh, so yeah. excited. You're, you're in now, right? You're fully yeah, in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I've been in. By the way, he is a dangerous adversary. <laughs> but by the way, but by the way, how about if you didn't see it, the guy we talked about last week, my buddy Khalil Roundtree, he got his fifth straight win and this one over the best and most well-known fighter he's fought to date. And as we talked about last week, he should now be poised to be top 10 and, and get a big fight on a pay-per-view. But how about he pulled like the rare, humane, classy move. 10 out of 10 UFC guys punched that guy one more time in the face. And instead he just paused and kind of looked at the ref like, you going to end this? And the ref ended it, and he didn't end him again. Because he's a great guy. That was the great guy move of the cinch. I know. I couldn't he, believe it. I was like, wow. I mean, look at that. Watched, I've never seen that before. He Maybe watched once. the guy stumble and fall, and then he held his hand up, like, intentionally high and demonstratively, like, I can do this, and waited. And then the ref ran, and he's like, all right, thank you. And just walked away. It was beautiful to see. It really was something. So shout out to Khalil Roundtree. Uh, all right, uh, SGG, anything going on outside the ring that we need to talk about? Uh, as we saw last night on Monday Night Raw, Yeet is back. Uh, <laughs> Yeet back! <laughs> it went on hiatus for about a week. For uh, People were speculating it was due to trademark issues. They found a trademark for another, believe it or not, another wrestler who was using the term Yeet for merchandising and things of that nature, people noticed that it was blurred out in the video package last week before Jim Jay Uso, excuse me, match against Seth Rollins. But as he opened the show tonight, or last night, I should say, and let everybody know, Yeet is back. The shirt was back. Oh yeah. Um, if you got it before it went away, it is no longer a collector's item because it's back, and people will for sure be getting their WWE Yeet merch uh, once again. I I thought that uh, it could have been related to the artist Yeet. I thought so too, but apparently, is that spelled differently? No, I, I think, think it's that's the same. I think it's the same way. No, I think it's Y E A T. Yeet the rapper is Y E A T. Dip, are you familiar with Yeet? You're a big, you know, uh, rap caviar I guy. I am. I'm yeah, a big Yeet guy. Yeah, yeah, you're up on Yeet. Oh yeah, I'm yeeting and yeeting. Yeah, that's why we're changing the name of the show to Cheap Yeet. Cheap Yeet. Gotcha. Um, all right, we, we I caught that. While the iron's hot. Yeah. Um, also outside of the ring, the Iron Claw had a premiere last night, and uh, a lot of photos from the red carpet event hit the internet streets. Um, the one that had the most people talking was MJF and John Cena. They posed for a photo. There's video of them having a conversation that uh, lip readers are still breaking down to try and figure out what exactly John Cena said. 
to MJF, but there were also photos of MJF and Baron Corbin um, looking as as chummy as two, and I use this word uh, most affectionately, as two scumbags can look. Absolutely. As two of the most despised men in wrestling. Uh, Liv Morgan appeared to also be at the Iron Claw premiere. So the rollout for this... Uh, this film is in well. And we had a special. We had a, and, and we had a special correspondent there at SGG. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Brian Dipperstein was there. Dip. That's uh, right. Were, did you observe the MJF Cena conversation? Of course. Did, did you, but you weren't. <laughs> were you? Were you? Were you in earshot? I may or may not have been. I can't comment or. or, or, uh, or well, okay. Without well, can you at least describe the scene? Can you at least comment on who else? Is there anyone else that we didn't mention who was there? Um, who else was there? By the way, Dip uh, was already Dip was already in yeah. heaven because he saw Liv Morgan and Liv loves Dip. And when Liv puts over Dip, he's feeling like a great guy and he's really important. <laughs> uh, CJ was there. Oh, CJ Perry. CJ. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Von Erich was there. That's oh, beige. Yeah. Yeah. He was at the, the Dallas premiere, too. Um, and who else? Uh, Chavo, who did oh. the choreography and, and a lot of the choreography for the film. Um, and trained the actors, et cetera. Trained the actors, yeah. Um, did they give out any of those iron claw foam fingers? No. Oh, that's a great point. No, great I have question. those, though. I have them. You have one? I do. Wow. You have one or you have several? You have multiple? You I, have them. I think I have two. Hey. SGG could use a housewarming gift. I mean, who why want a little <laughs> iron claw finger in the living room? Uh, yeah, that was a fun moment with uh, with John and MJF for sure. That was something. But no, but anybody else? You see his Instagram? John seen his Instagram about an hour ago? No. Oh, you should. What you, you should. You should pull that up. All right. Let's see. Since Dip's being weird and not as fully- we know, John Cena's Instagram is. Um- Presented without comment. It's just, it's sort of a virtual art gallery. It's it's pictures well, that's with why no captions. That's why I'm very excited to see interpretation. what. I'm going to look right now. And that's why I'm very curious to see what Dip's talking oh, about. Because normally. Comments. I think people, oh, oh, well, oh, no, no, oh. no comment from John Cena. But people, these are these comments are people's interpretation. Of he, put, he put up, he put up just a Burberry print. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's so mage. <laughs> Wow. Wow, the conversation will be a going. <laughs> yeah. That that's about as obvious a thing as he'll ever post, by the way. Although, you know what? Back to back, he posted the Von Eriks prior to that. Uh a day he was probably, ago. He's excited about the premiere, and then he got there and met MJF, and then he had to give MJF a shout out too, probably. A day ago, he posted the Von Erichs. It really is funny, man. Uh, Ted Ted uh, Wrestling for Sale had a an observation that was really on point, though, which is that uh, Jeremy Allen White plays Carrie but looks more like Kevin, and Zach Efron plays Kevin and looks more like Carrie. I, I can't believe the shape that Zach Efron got into. By the way, he he literally looks like a Von Erich. It's psychosis. The amount of work that he must have done is just Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, all right, SUG, anything else? Nothing else outside the ring. We can jump right into it. Um, NXT deadline was this past Saturday. We had a an exciting run SmackDown. 
Daniel Bryan on Collision. So we got some stuff to talk about. Um. All right. Well, then let's uh let's let's dive dive right in. What what are you looking at, Dip? You're like looking yeah. at text messages and smiling and being like. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm reading the comments on the Cena's Instagram post. <laughs> and what what's what's well, so amusing? Yeah, read some out. The what class. The this isn't private. It's a public Instagram account. No, it's it's just funny. It's just crazy how uh, the the fa- about uh what the you know what the marks say on Instagram. The the the, the speculation. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh man anyway i, I mean listen lo- those pictures are for sure going to fuel speculation right the the great bidding war of 2024 is now weeks away um mjf has that that match against samoa joe um i forget i believe it's at world's end which is coinciding with the end of the calendar year oh uh, that's on long, that's on long island to you and me yeah people are going to be talking man people are going to be talking especially um Especially if he happens to lose that championship to Samoa Joe, uh, the speculation is really going to run wild. Why are people writing? Oh boy. Why are people writing Gucci on the thing? I know, I saw that. <laughs> <It's> a, they. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, guess I, mean, okay. I guess I guess you don't do a lot of luxury shopping. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so where do you guys want to start? I think we have to start in the biggest thing that is happening in wrestling today, besides the John Cena MJF post, and that would be something I'm guessing Dip may not have seen yet, which is the one-on-one in the ring last night on the mic between CM Punk and Seth Rollins. We are here. CM Punk has officially declared for Monday Night Raw. And him and Seth had a back and forth. And for my money, guys, last night was CM Punk's best moment in WWE so far. Obviously, over the weekend, there was a very clumsy, awkward (laughs) Shawn Michaels, uh, CM Punk, NXT situation. Yeah, that was a bit weird at deadline. Then you had him on uh, Friday Night SmackDown before that, and of course his original promo on Raw. I thought last night we actually started getting towards CM Punk, the WWE character, not CM Punk, the wink to the internet, oh my God, he's here. Last night was the beginning of an actual character in WWE He came out and explained how when he first walked out on WWE 10 years ago, it was in Cleveland, and now he was back in Cleveland, a full circle moment. He had backstage interactions with uh, the Judgment Day. He had a funny backstage interaction that I popped big for with Kofi Kingston. (laughs) Same. What, what was the line he said? Jamaican me crazy, which oh, yeah, is he wild. Went, because he said Jamaican me crazy to Kofi Kingston. And I Kofi's didn't like, realize not- it had it. Kofi was Jamaican when he left. Let's be real. Wait, was he still in 2014? Yeah, because New Day, remember, comes after that. Wow. New Day comes like 2015, 2016. I don't know so if they were Kofi still was- running with the full Jamaican gimmick, but he hadn't. He certainly hadn't restarted his new New Day. Kofi no. thing. There was no trip to Ghana. You know what I mean? Like, they wasn't that yet. And the funny thing is, it's possible that he was, he did drop the Jamaican while CM Punk was there because the infamous promo with uh, Kofi Kingston and Triple H, where Triple H is like, I got a question. 
what the hell happened to your accent after Kofi like sort of rallies the Survivor Series team? I think yeah, yeah. CM Punk was in the ring for that. Oh, really? Okay, that okay. Moment. So it was just a funny nod to, to Punk's history. Um, and they made very clear in their in their push for CM Punk being a good a good guy to have Kofi, I think it was Kofi, say like, hey, we're really glad you're here. You know, like that's definitely a thing that they're showing everybody is how happy everyone is that CM Punk is back. His his interaction with the Judgment Day was fun. Um, and I thought the interaction with back and forth between him and Seth Rollins was was really solid. SGG, what are the things that people are picking apart on the internet about what was said between CM Punk and Seth Rollins? People loved the interaction, first of all. First and foremost. Um, Seth, they felt like Seth Rollins finally sounded like natural that they came across that he really hated Seth. And like the two of them are really doing a great job of making this feel as real as people uh, speculated and anticipated. And honestly, I love that. I love that we really don't know how much Seth hates Punk, if at all, right? It could be that he doesn't hate him at all. He's just willing to work with him the most out of anybody there. And they are doing a great job of just building a story around it. Um, a thing that people did point out was that Seth's promo to Punk was very similar to uh, Adam Page's promo to Punk in AEW, where he sort of said a similar thing. It came to him as champion and said that, I don't like you. Um, I'm not happy that you're here, and I'm going to defend this company from you. I mean, those three major bullet points, I wouldn't say they paralleled each other. They were pretty much the same between um, Seth and Page. But People don't seem to be holding that as a detraction against Seth's promo. If anything, that made it feel even more real and people are really sinking their teeth into it. Um, I'm trying to think if there was like one particular remark that I was like, oh, to me, it didn't have that moment. The like, oh, I can't believe you said it moment. Like it wasn't. Listen, Sam Roberts will have a breakdown later today and I'm sure he'll get into every word of, of every sentence and there, and there's something there that I'm missing to me. It felt more like a straightforward wrestling story with a real historic or seemingly real historic background to it. CM Punk also declared for the Royal rumble. So they are jumping right to that um, and said that he might go after Seth Rollins championship. He clearly left the door open that that was a might. He did not say I'm going to win the rumble and then I'm going to take your title. He said, I'm going to win the rumble and then I might want your title. Let's play. Let's play a little game. Let's start with the way too early final four of the Royal rumble. This episode is brought to you by eBay motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Let's start with the way too early final four of the Royal Rumble. Obviously, CM Punk. I'll go ahead yes. and throw him in the final four right now. And obviously, Cody Rhodes, right? Has to Cody be. Think those Has to be woke, Mr. Wodes. Two for a lot. Oh, speaking of Cody Wodes, I have great news. I hope the kids, <laughs> I hope the kids still into it. It's been six months. Thank you. Listen. I, I found the Cody Wodes tattoos that Dipperstein asked me to get six months ago. Listen. They were hidden in a random bag, and I thought they were in a different bag. Couldn't find them, but they have been captured. Listen, Thank at the you. beginning of the year, Dip predicted that if Cody Wodes kept getting, quote-unquote, shoved down people's throats, the Wodes. fans were going to turn on him. Mm -hmm. Cody, who has only five losses in WWE since he's returned, not even just this year, but since he returned at WrestleMania 38, in 2022 has only Wait, that, five that includes losses. tag matches right that includes tag matches oh, five losses he still is over as ever so i think that kid th there was no turn in sight the fans love cody rhodes way more than they did in that run up to the to the roman reigns what match. are you trying to say greg is, i think i'm trying to say that i think the kid is still going to be into that the tattoo. kid's still going to want the tattoo is what he's saying yeah <laughs> oh, oh you're okay you're vouching yeah, yeah. for the, the cody Wodes tattoo yeah because <laughs> cody Wodes is still over like wova he is like over, over like Wova. <laughs> <He's, he's, laughs> nothing has changed. Over. Nothing has changed. So, all right. Um, so we agree. We agree. Cody, Punk, Randy yeah. Orton. That makes it interesting. I gotta say, I would say Punk. And then you gotta have like the third. Like the fourth is always like an outlier of some kind. It's gonna be Gunther. I think Gunther has to be in that <sighs> final four. Also, is it Gunther again? That's what I was wondering. Or is Gunther like not in it somehow? Because otherwise, it has to be Gunther. Yeah, I feel like Gunther who else are they be... like? Or it's LA Knight. LA Knight. I mean, I'm feeling like it won't be LA Knight. What about Logan? Logan. Well, yeah, I don't know. Not all these people will be in it. They're not going to put this Logan, many mage people. Logan's going to be in it. Logan could just have a title match that night. Yeah. I mean, look, if there is a year to load it up with an absurd amount of mage people, it's the year because I don't. They have an absurd amount of mage people, right? What? There's two nights that make sense to just do this absurd show of strength for WWE. WrestleMania is one of them, night one and night two. And the Rumble is another one where they throw all these people in and say, at any given moment, one of these people could be on their way to being the next champion. Right. You know, I, whether it's an established guy or a young up-and-comer. Like, and, and we know there's some years the roster has not been as deep and has not been as strong. And so they have like some comedy spots some jobber spots, some people who have no shot of being there um, get to go deep. But if there's ever a year to just load it up with like Logan 
and Gunther and LA Knight and everybody else that is mage that could do it. This is the year to do it. I I um I have my picks to win the rumble. The men's oh, rumble do? will be the men's rumble will be Ivar and the women's rumble will be Valhalla. That's by the way, there was there was a match really after your heart last night. Who is it? You want to tell him SGG? Ivar versus LA Knight. And Ivar, and Ivar crushed him like a bug. Close. Close. It was, was, it, uh, was it Ivar versus the boogeyman? You're getting warmer. You're, you're getting, getting close. Well, no. I, wait a minute. Was it Ivar versus all three members of Demolition? <laughs> it was Ivar versus Bronson Reed. <laughs> That's not a good match. That doesn't feel like a match for you? No, wow. it does. I hope Ivar won. No, he did not win. And in fact, P, I wanted your thoughts on that finish too, because we talked booking. about how the, the <laughs> we talked about how the DDT um, doesn't end matches anymore. But um, Ivar lost off a superplex, which I haven't seen end a match in may, since maybe like the early nineties. It was a long time since a superplex ended a match, but I will say that superplex felt gargantuan. It it really it was an earth shattering superplex. So he'll like, allow it. I liked it. Uh, hey, switch it up on us. Let, I liked let, it too. Let, let's let some finishes happen where you're not expecting it. You know, I, I I'm always a proponent of can someone just cover and and win. I remember recently everyone was like there was that video going around like oh my god remember when Alexa Bliss beat Sasha Banks with a with a uh, DDT. I was like. Yeah. Sounds good. good. She hit a DDT. I mean, Sasha Banks isn't some huge stout person. Like that makes sense that a DDT would hurt Sasha Banks. Night, the, night. Iron, the, the iron claw sort of shows you that uh, anybody could have won in 1983 and WCCW with a crossbody. Oh my God. Yeah. Anything ends <laughs> yeah. a match. There was nothing. There was nothing more crippling to your opponent than a crossbody. I mean, that oh, was you, it back then. How do you, how do you get up from a crossbody? What do I you do their, their, bo- their body has been thrown across yours. What <laughs> could you possibly do dip now without getting into the details? Did the, did the tear jerk scene affect you? Like the scene, the one that was like the, the one late. Did you the see film. the film? Yes. yes. And I told you I did. And we talked about I, well, it on here, but you don't, don't listen remember. if you're not here. I don't remember. We'll, we'll speak privately about it. Don't speak privately. Well, that doesn't help the listeners. I, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. You were, you were affected I, by the scene. Yes. I don't have brothers, so I've, I've never experienced loss like that. Thank God. But uh, yeah, it was a very affecting moment. Did you enjoy the movie overall? Yes, I did. It was, it, it did, was it hard for you to get past the guy who played Ric Flair? Oh, I can't wait till we we'll are allowed talk to talk about, about, we'll about talk, that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Hold on. There, there's no embargo on mentioning the guy who played Ric Flair. People don't want you to give out the entire story, but I don't think the movie company. No, that's like, what I can't wait to talk about. What? The guy who played Ric Flair? The, the entire, like my entire thoughts about the guy who played Ric Flair. Played Ric Flair. <laughs> well, I, I, I told, I told Goldstein yesterday, who was like going off about it. I was like, dude, it's, it's not for you. You know what I mean? The, uh, the, uh, that particular part, like being an obsessive wrestling fan, who's looking at every detail of Ric Flair, that's not the audience that, you know, it doesn't matter. Like in the grand scheme of the movie, people are like, it's not, 
Who who are you going to get who's really going to feel like Ric Flair? Listen, feedback sandwich, I will say, that particular actor did have a redeeming moment, but also, like, I couldn't get past the introduction. Because he did bring some some levity to to <laughs> what should have been a heavy scene um, as Ric Flair. Um, but in general, I thought, listen, I thought the job they did with everything was fantastic. I, I truly love the sportatorium. We've talked about it a bunch. Shout out to um, my guy, number seven on my all-time top ten from uh, back Harley in the Race. That's right. Harley Race. <laughs> you know? Harley Race had a hell of an appearance in that movie. No doubt about it. And uh, if you're interested, um, they're, they're doing Iron Claw. Uh, uh, when's the big Iron Claw week here? Next week? Yeah, next week leading up to the film, right? So what does be, that mean? There'll, there'll be interviews all over Ring of Wrestling Show with people from the Iron Claw. Um, I have an interview on the K Show on Thursday with Zach Efron and Jeremy Allen White. And if you're wondering, did you show Jeremy Allen White your Carrie Von Erich t-shirts? The answer is yes. Yes, I did. You had to. You had to. Did you give him one of your Carrie Von Eric t-shirts? Let me tell you something, chef. Absolutely (laughs) fucking not. (laughs) Chef. You're not getting a goddamn Carrie Von Eric shirt from me. You crazy? Do you guys even know? (laughs) Do you guys even know the level to which I have? (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys understand? Hold on. Oh, it's awesome. Wait, yeah. Show. Do you have Carrie Von Eric shirts within reach? Yeah. So obviously my favorite, the most desired shirt I ever had in my life, I maybe searched for it on eBay 5,000 times was, was this. And I eventually got it. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Ted. We eventually. Texas tornado. Um, no pun intended, but that is a ringer T the style. It has a red ring around the neck and a white and red rings around the sleeves. Yep. Carrie Von edit, Carrie Von Eric, excuse me, um, on the shirt. You think I get away with wearing with expensive logo. but really crappy looking wrestling t-shirts in Brazil? I don't think anyone will notice steal that from me, right? No, they're probably going to look at you like you're a bum. Yeah. No one's going to like that's the Carrie Von Eric shirt. And then and then there's this one here too, which is pretty dope. This is SGG if you want to describe this for the people. It's Carrie Von Eric standing in front of a globe. He, he looks sort of majestic, I got to say. He's Yeah. He's posed showing off his muscles, his uh Olympic Olympic physique. I mean, truly an amazing Olympic physique. And it says modern day warrior, Carrie Von Eric. Underneath it says 1985 Southwest Sports. And then the most crazy one I think that I have, which is in the other room because I wore it the other day, is like a beige shirt. And all it says in crappy blue font across it is um, uh, Carrie Carrie Von Eric is number one. Literally, that's it. Mage. Mage, mage, mage. So, uh, yeah, I did show those to Jeremy Allen White. I think he simultaneously seemed impressed and, and embarrassed for me. Now, um, so CM Punk, Seth Rollins, possibly Gunther, Randy no, CM Orton. CM Punk, Cody Rhodes. CM Punk, Gunther. sorry, sorry, sorry. No, not Seth Rollins. CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, possibly Gunther possibly LA Knight, but Randy Orton we like. Yeah. Now I have a question for you guys. Please. We're all predicting Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Oh, Cody, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. CM Punk, Seth Rollins also at WrestleMania. That's what everyone thinks. 
what is the what is the likelihood that they swerve everyone and go punk roman at mania and cody seth at mania all for the world title or a triple threat <laughs> or a uh, 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 <laughs> i don't know um i think uh i think I, look i've been wrong before i said cm punk would never come back um so I, I but i think i think you're getting cody wodes winning over woman wayne's and you're getting cm punk taking the title from seth wallens why wow, you think both, do you think both? both of those champ i think two title changes i mean listen i think we get two title changes at wrestlemania i don't think those are the two <laughs> Let's be real. Do you think Roman really? Wayne's beats Cody Rhodes again? I think. I hope he does. I would I love think that. Roman, <laughs> I think Roman Reigns could be Cody Rhodes again. No, no, no. That would be that would be wild. I, I mean, think Roman Reigns could beat CM Punk. I don't know who, but I don't. I really don't know who he's gonna choose because I, what I think is guaranteed is that CM Punk is gonna win the Royal Rumble, and we are gonna get a segment with CM Punk. Um, is in the ring and he's staring at Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and he has to decide whose championship he's going to go after and the energy in that room is going to be off the charts and I don't know who he's going to ultimately choose but because everybody's guessing Seth and it's you know the, the it's leaning Seth I'm going to guess Roman because we we actually haven't seen what Roman has to say about all of this uh, yet CM Punk did on Friday walk past the Bloodlines locker room. He thought twice about going in. Um, he of all people knows what happens when you just run into people's locker rooms, so he didn't do that. Yeah. Um, but Roman hasn't had his say on on the CM Punk matter just yet, and I think that when he does, it's gonna put some doubts in people's minds about all of these things that we think is for sure gonna happen come the road to WrestleMania. I think it's more interesting to to talk about who takes the belt off Gunther. Yeah. Is someone going to take the belt off Gunther at WrestleMania? Well, is and it if so? And and or is the match at Mania Brock Lesnar and Gunther for the IC Championship? I sure hope title? so. That'd be well, mage. That's, that's a mage, big right? match. Yes. Those three matches are gargantuan in my opinion. Has has Brock Lesnar ever competed for the IC title? Not a world championship. I think it's been world championship <laughs> the entire it's, time. It's oh, a perfect- oh, excuse me. There was King of the Ring and then exclusively world titles. Oh, and Money in the Bank. <laughs> and then exclusively world titles. It's a perfect non-stum story for them to tell. He's been he's gone for every title except this. A typical non-story story. There's so but many- also that Gunther has gone through every challenger except <laughs> Except the challenger of all challengers. Brock here's Lesnar. here's here's a here's a, an email. M- 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 Whoops, sorry. M- 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 mail. That's what I meant to do. Um, Chris says I was listening to the Friday Something episode, and you were saying what's next for Brock Lesnar. There's one match I would love to see: Lesnar versus Ivar. And then he says, "I'm I'm joking. Obviously, the real match should be Lesnar versus Gunther." <laughs> <Dip perked> <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they could tell a great story between the Rumble and WrestleMania being kickstarted by Gunther eliminating Lesnar at the Rumble. What are your thoughts? Stay mage. That's, enjoy yourself. That's right. I think that's mage. And by the way, that's Dip, it's Chris in Winchcombe, UK. 
Wow. You kidding me? <laughs> I love that. He has he, no idea are, where Winchcombe, UK is. Not only does he not know where it is, but he's never going to visit you. No chance, I, no matter what. I've been to Winchcombe. Let me tell you, that is you quite, the, quite the town. Yeah. You spent time in Winchcombe. No, oh, not yeah. Winchcombe on Beverly Hills. Not Winchcombe on Beverly Hills. Winchcombe, UK. <laughs> Different Dip, Winchcombe. Dip likes London. London is one of the only places Dip's not scared of going. <laughs> London's a great city. Dip would love it in London. He does. He does. Dip loves London. It's it's New York or Jays. It is New York or Jays. It's, it's or confirmed. Lo- By the way, the animal, <laughs> this adorable animal that you're looking at right now in my arms. The well, other day. That the listeners are not listening to because he's super quiet. He looks Sorry. pretty good. We could clip this. We could clip this. You should have seen his. What you're looking at. It's, it's Rocky. Uh, his haircut a couple of weeks ago was, I, I got to send you a picture dip of the day we got it. It, it was the best. He looked li- regal. Uh, his, he was William Regal. Um, Natalie got home the other day from her endless trip. All she wanted to do was relax with me and the dogs, eat some delicious Shun Li, and watch a movie. And Rocky, who, uh, as you may or may not know, uh, has heart issues, started doing like something weird that we had not heard before. And normal, you know, we're used to him having things, and we sit through it. And we're like, let's wait, okay. He he started going and going. We're like, what is going on here? We have to take him in. We agreed we had to take him in. If I were to tell you guys the price we paid to find out that nothing had changed and that he was absolutely the same dog as before we brought him in. Let me tell you this. It was like $450, wasn't it? I would have been so happy if it was $450. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, let me, I'll say this. I, I could have gotten Dip's couch cleaned a couple times. <laughs> All worth it to find out he was okay. And that's how they get you. It's crazy too. And, and by the way, I wonder if like we went on a Sunday. So you have to go to the hospital. They must be living for Sundays because they know on Sunday, no one can go to their regular vet. So anyone who's there is there because they're desperate. So the second you walk in, it's cha-ching the second you walk uh. in. I hate that. It was so bad. But don't worry. They offered snacks in the front. Oh, it's the least they could do after they beat you over the head. Well, no, but by the way, just so you know, not only do we take snacks, but on the way out the door, Natalie took more snacks and just put them in her pocket on her way out. Of course, you paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? It's a donation if you don't take the snacks. (sighs) Anyways, Rocky's doing okay, but it was... Shout out to all the pet owners who have gone through this awful situation with their aging pets where you're just at the whim of they're acting weird and you're like talk to me explain how you feel so i can help and they're just going "Ah, ah, ah." um let's uh let's take another sound i make on a friday afternoon after a long week of work no that that's that sound is what dip's face tells you when he's starting to get anxious when he's ready to leave somewhere when he starts pacing around because he doesn't want to be late for Wale Mania, which is going to go on for eight hours. And he's like, I'm ready to leave dinner. So he starts walking in circles. And you go, it's okay. We're going to the next thing. Calm down. You're so mean to me. Male. I feel so bullied. I feel mean, so bullied. You mean I'm so accurate. What did I say is so accurate. I, I was told by by my colleague uh, and friend, Michael Gordon, that I was that you guys just destroyed me on the podcast last week that I wasn't on. We did? <laughs> yes. He felt terrible. How about this? Well, this will make you but, feel good. Hold on. But he was told this and still didn't listen because he wasn't on the no, podcast. Exa- oh, he couldn't. No, he Why couldn't, would he I listen if I'm not going to be on? 
Yeah, there's no. What is there to what hear? You, if he's, what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, what is there to hear if he can't hear himself? Um. <laughs> by the way, though, I did. You'll be happy to know I got a. I got a tweet the other day from someone on Saturday morning that was like, or maybe it was like Friday night before I went to bed. I looked at my Twitter for some reason, and it was like, "You are such a hack." I forget what opinion they destroyed me for and then said, dip is the only reason I listen. You're such a pathetic <laughs> loser. What a smart I mean, guy. You know, it was so <laughs> nasty. It was so I'm nasty. Kidding. I, don't, I don't like that. No, thank you. Defend me. Rocky will bite your dick off. I, I right? can't get, I can't get over the plaid on John Cena's Instagram. He is so crazy. What a crazy thing. Well, why, it's crazy. Well, well, why is it crazy? I mean, they had a great interaction last night. I saw and observed the entire thing. He's um, giving him the rub, big rub. But I mean, yeah, man. I mean, he, do, he likes to get the people going. Yeah, I know. I love wrestling. It's so great. I got to tell you, I also love it and think it's great. I love so, it. So much so that, you know what I'm going to spend my entire trip to Brazil doing? Yeah. And Watching wrestling. Invented wrestling shirts. No, no. Think, everyone. Think. What am I going to do? I love wrestling so much, and I'm going to Brazil. I'm going to. You're going to go to a Brazil show? Yeah. I'm not, I'm Here's a hint. I'll give you a hint. Are you going to try to find the venue where they held that... Uh... Inaugural Intercontinental Championship ah, Tournament. Ah, there it is. There <laughs> is. is. Someone's a wrestling with? fan. I'm going to find the origins of the Intercontinental Championship. Because as a wise man named Ted uh, Wrestling for Sale once said, I, I, I don't even, I'm not a mark for the person. I'm just a mark for the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> that was, it was Pat Patterson, right? It was Pat yeah. Patterson. <laughs> Pat comes to sit down at the table and Ted's like, oh my. I mean, it's, it's not so much that it's him. It's just I'm just a, such a mark for the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I love the idea of Ted at being out and ever uttering the words, I'm not a mark blank. It doesn't matter what the next words are. When he's wearing at the time a vintage T-shirt with the matching vintage hat. You, 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 you cannot have the sentence include the words, I'm not a mark at all. If you're it's literally like the wearing... classic Hulkamania era logo. Oh, he's because he, Ted, Ted has multiple classic things in which he stunts by not only having the T-shirt, but having the rare matching hat. I mean, I, I'm still not over the Boston Garden post from Ted a few weeks ago. The shirt that he got. The Morocco shirt. I got to tell you, I'm still, I, I'm still not fully over it. It's, it's of all the things he's pulled off in recent years. And there's been an endless supply of crazy, crazy items. That one for me, I, I had never seen it. I'd never heard about it existing as a shirt. And I, it just absolutely blew my mind. Like, I, I don't know who, who takes such good care of items that they don't wear. It just sits in their home flawlessly for years and years and years. I know. I wonder the, thing. the same what thing. He, what he posts for sale is crazy, but then he also, like, when he hits it with the personal item not for sale, it, it, it's that's the most, what, I got to tell you, it's, it's like deep in the bag. It's the most beautiful. The Boston Garden Morocco Backland shirt is one of the most mage things I've ever seen in post. I'm trying Ted, to find it. What date is that? Oh, it's December 5th. 
if let me tell you this right now, Ted, when 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 something happens like, you know, I I I help get your kid into college or something and you're like, what do I possibly give the man who has everything? That's what you're saying to yourself. The two things, Ted, that I want you to show up to my house with and say, you know what? Here's what I'm going to give you. The Boston Garden steel cage mat shirt and the Bobby Heenan jacket. Those are the things that you go, you know what? Thank you for getting my kid into MIT. Bad example this week. <laughs> Bad example this week. I probably can't give them. <laughs> but um, you might, you might be able to by the time. But I might. Ready. Yeah, you never know. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, SGG, what else have we not talked about from the week of wrestling? Because we've been talking about so many other things. I mean, there's been a lot of punk. This, you know, Brian Danielson back way too early. We haven't talked about that at all. Wait, Brian Danielson's back? He he had a match with, I believe, Daniel Garcia. No. Recently. And, uh, what, well, so wait, was was that much earlier than the date people expected for him? I mean, his his he's wearing an eye patch, so I would expect him to like at least sit out till he gets his eye back. But but can he be doing something called a great working? I mean, you know what, you you make a great point. <laughs> I know, I know. See, I don't like to say it in front of Dip. Sometimes Dip earmuffs. Yeah, Dip earmuffs for a second. Cut, please. Oh, some just dip. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes in wrestling, when the wrestler is acting like they're hurt, they're just selling an injury, but they're not really hurt. See, I didn't know that. Well, no, because literally dip at every show I've been to with him turns to me at some point during the match and goes, oh, my God, what happened? They're, they're, they're hurt. What happened? Every I'm, glad, I'm glad he asks you because he, I, I'm not the person to ask. No. <laughs> you would go, I don't know, but I'm very, very worried. I yeah, am very – he thinks every match – all right, this is an interesting email. I like this. Mail. Uh, Andrew says, Pete, the last couple punk appearances, especially at deadline, it made me think of Ronda Rousey. Over the top smiling, over the top trying to hang with the fans. They're trying to force him as the ultimate baby face when he's not, just like they tried with Ronda. How'd that go? Let the man be a heel. He doesn't have to be the heel everyone thinks he is and expects him to be, but let the man have it. Am I wrong for this? Also, tell Dip to hit me up when he's in Scottsdale next time. Hopefully Phoenix Open weekend for the Final Four this year. That's all, Andrew. My parents are gone. They moved to, uh, they moved to Florida three weeks ago. Damn, so he said, see you never. By the way, yeah. your, 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 your parents pulled a Pat McAfee with Scottsdale. Show up somewhere for a year and get the hell out. You know what I mean? Like that was, they were there I've never for three seen, years, I believe it or not. But was I'll tell you what, years? three, three years is, is still for old people. That That's a pretty quick, that's a pretty quick trip. They, you know, to go so they could still do it. They're not that old yet. You know? I, okay. No, hold on. Stop trying to reframe this old or young. Imagine I can't imagine who who were they? Troy Farkas uh, moving somewhere for three That's years and up and going again. Around. Look, <laughs> uh, uh, Peter, we're nomadic people yeah. by nature. Uh, yeah, you know, can, it's yeah. no. You know you what know? it was? You know what it was? I I respect them. They were fighting. They were fighting their natural Jewish instinct 
to live in Florida for the rest of their lives. They and did they go said, somewhere warm. They tried they to compromise. Said, it wasn't Florida, but it was warm. Right. They were like, let's do something else. We're not ready for Florida. Let's do something else. We'll go near Brian. We'll go to Arizona. And then they got there and they went, what the hell are we doing in Arizona? Yeah. They, Is you that know basically they it? They hated the bagels. They couldn't. <sighs> By the way, my, my father was <laughs> constantly complaining that there was no whitefish. In Scottsdale, none. Really, they don't. They don't farm whitefish. I mean, it, you can't get good whitefish. It's fake whitefish. I don't know what the hell it is. He's right though. There, there was no good Jewish deli, really Jewish deli, or cold cuts, or whitefish, or anything. Shocking. Exactly. You know, they're right next to like a bunch of biker bars. Is where their neighborhood was. Nice neighborhood, but you know, that's you know, they're not. They're not putting a Jewish deli right in the middle of, uh, you know, a bunch of Harley Davidsons. <laughs> Well, I guess if you're ever in LA, uh, email us, let us know, so that Dip can meet up with you because Dip is not going back to Scottsdale. Yeah, my, my, my guess is there's a there's a no return. You you'll never go back. Would be my guess. No, that's the end of the road there. Yeah. Well, womp, womp. You're gonna you're gonna be missed. I know that you're gonna be missed <laughs> in Scottsdale. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of other uh, other inside of the rig action though. Yeah, NXT please. deadline was this past Saturday. Oh, yeah. We have a new number one contender for both NXT Championship and the NXT Women's Championship. Blair Davenport won her Iron Survivor match. And Trick Williams won his uh, Iron Survivor match. Unlikely win by Trick Williams. Not unlikely, but I guess improbable in that with 90 seconds left, he had no points and then managed to score four points to close out the match and pinning each of the each of his competitors. and. Um, Get that number one contendership. What What do you think of the format of the Iron Survivor? I love it. I wish it was a half an hour instead of twenty five minutes, but I, I absolutely love that format. Well, um, what do you love about it? I, I don't it's, have an answer, by the way. I, I'm I, this is all just a question. Honestly, I love the fact that it's completely different. I like the penalty boxes after you after you uh, suffer a pinfall or submission and having to you know get that cool off period, but that that doesn't stop the action. That there's so many people in there that, and that it could at one point be a free for all with five guys, or as we saw in the men's Iron Survivor match, it could be a one on one match because three guys are in the penalty box after being eliminated, and that it just constantly refreshes and changes, and the dynamics um, are always in flux. And then at the end, it's just like a mad dash to see who can get that one more crucial fall to become the winner. Um, I would have loved to see it actually go into overtime. Um, they didn't do it this time, but maybe next time. But yeah, I like, I like the format a lot. Uh, I do like the fact that like, there's that, there's that anticipation of like, am I going to lose the match while I'm stuck in the penalty box? <laughs> right. Like right. that is Which a Lash sort of legend was stuck dealing with. She was stuck in the penalty box with like 10 seconds left to go. You know what I'm struggling with? By the way, I think Lash legends mage. Um, I think she has big time potential. She did a couple things within that match too. Without her. She's so strong. Like Lash Legend is someone who, you know, down the road does some work, could be like a real threat in there with a Rhea Ripley, you know, someone who's like really imposing because she's super imposing. I super struggle with the name Lash Legend. Like I can't ever think about it being her name. I only think about it being like eyelashes. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I can it, understand. I, I don't, 
dip. You nodded. Do you understand what I'm like saying? Like a brand of fake, I do. like a I brand of fake eyelashes. Yeah, yeah, I just hear lash legend. Like I'm like, oh, is her gimmick eyelashes? I I don't know. I don't know if that's stupid. I don't know if the if it's the legend or the lash that does it. Like, could lash be with something else and it wouldn't make me feel that way? Like, if it wasn't with a word. You know what I mean? Because, right. like, Lash yeah, Legend yeah. could literally be a brand for eyelashes. And I'm I'd pretty be like, sure there was a wrestler in WCW named Lash LaRoe. Yeah, of course. He appeared in multiple World War uh, Threes. Wow. <laughs> I got to tell you, I was, on the, uh, I was on the cock earlier and browsing around enjoying myself, as one tends to when they're enjoying the cock. And the, the last old school that exists... 1997. Yeah. Where China. Yeah. Yeah. Vader taker casket match. Yeah. And triple H Rocky Maivia triple H with China. And she, China had just kind of gotten involved in the Marlena Goldust thing. Yeah. I mean, it's dude, what a mage moment. And I mean, to tell you how not over Rocky Maivia is there, there are no words to describe He's Intercontinental Champion at the time. Let me just tell you this. Rocky did not do with the title what Gunther is doing. All right? People were, I mean, silent up a storm. But to see this moment in time where Triple H is just Hunter Hearst Helmsley and he's still doing the ridiculous early Hunter Hearst Helmsley vibe, the only thing that's really familiar still is the pedigree. And Rocky is not even... Although, you know what I noticed today? In the music that Rocky Maivia comes out to, you hear hints of what his theme eventually became. It's not like it at all. It's like starts with drums and it's like, it's totally different. But then there's a guitar riff and Jim Johnson's using, a, a, the riff is in there. And I was like, I gotta what? Go, gotta go back and listen to that. Nation of Domination at this point is like Garganch. This is when they've got white people in the nation. I was going to say, is this, is this the multiracial nation? <laughs> this is when the nation has just become a full-on heel faction. I got to tell you, Farouk looked amazing at that time. Was he not Gargant in that moment? Yeah. I thought he was going to be champion for, for a hot second when he, when he debuted. And especially, not when he was like, I don't even know what he was doing with the helmet and all that. But when he put on the kufi, I thought he was on his way to the championship. <laughs> I did I did. <laughs> he would have been the only Kofi champion in WWE history. Yeah, we got we got a Kofi. But not a Kofi. Not I a Kofi. I thought we were gonna get a Kofi. Dip, did you think of anyone to add to our Mount Rush of people who were mage and forgotten about? Or not treated the right way? I, I did, actually. No, you had you put some thought in. You're gonna totally disagree with me, but I <sighs> I it I did you are, but it did feel like a moment in time that was very short that just eventually passed. And then like, you, like no one talked about them for many, many years. All right. Okay. I like the setup. Might disagree still, but I like the setup. All right. The bull, the bulldogs as yeah, a team. I, I don't disagree. I, yeah. Wait, that nobody talks about them. Not nobody, no. but they don't, they don't get their due though. They're never in the greatest tag teams of all time conversation. Never. Of course, people speak about Davy Boy and people talk about, you know, the, the troubles with Dynamite Kid after. Right. And they talk about Brett versus Bulldog and like, like, like they exist. But, but as a tag team. 
They were. They were mage. Before, before I was a Bret Hart guy. My number one wrestler I'd ever seen was Davey Boy Smith. I thought he was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. I loved everything about what that dude did in the ring. It's like they have no legacy. And I totally, they, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that I'll get crushed for that. Because they, they, Dynamite Kid, of course, has a legacy and, and influenced so many um, that came after him. And Bulldog has his own legacy separately. But as a team, I don't know. I just feel like you go no, back. You, you you th- well, let me, let me help you. Sorry. You don't have to overstate it because they do have a legacy. It's exactly what you're saying, though. The conversation is not as strong about them as it should be. They were huge at the time. They were the Bulldogs. Remember, the Hart Foundation were the heels for a very long time. And the Bulldogs were, like last week, we talked about the Killer Bees. The Killer Bees were the Jobert version of the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs were the babyface tag team of the division with the titles, with Matilda, with Captain Lou Albano. I mean, they were mage, mage, mage. And, and now... When everyone gets into their big tag teams, great tag team conversations, do they get mentioned with the Hardys, the Dudleys, all of the great tag teams people mention? Heart Foundation. They, I LOD. Don't think, I don't think they mention them. I got to push back. Listen, I agree with the sentiment that they are mage, right? And I agree with the sentiment that due to recency bias, maybe their place on the list doesn't feel as solidified as it should considering how major they were in the 80s. Um, partly due to the fact that, I mean, I guess it was the early 80s or the mid 80s and like that's just a different era. But they do definitely get mentioned, I think, in, in lists of great tag teams. I mean, um, you know, a few weeks ago, Bubba Ray Dudley put out a tweet that said the Usos are the greatest tag team, working tag team, signed one half of the greatest tag team of all time and then uh, Dax Harwood from FTR responded with his top 10 list of the greatest tag teams of all time. The British Bulldogs are on that list. And he got no pushback from that for anybody. Um, what number did he have them? Put out there, what was that? What number did he have them? Um, it's not numbered, it's not so ordered. it's not really fair to say it's ranked, but they were probably like nine if you were ranking it in the order that they appear. Okay. Um, WWE did their ranking of the greatest tag teams of all time. Um, the latest date I could find on this was 2012. So I'm I think they're more recent, gonna, I think, but yeah. I, the one I the one I'm looking at right now is from 2012. The Bulldogs is at number six. Really? Well, wow, okay. Which is well, pretty high. Well, two, well, two things. Number one, I'm curious about the more recent one because there was one we talked about in the last few years. There was one, and that's the one I was trying to find. And but I'm um, curious to where they are one. because they wouldn't be there anymore. Because like the Usos and the New Day didn't exist in 2012. Right. So like, you know, that in WWE history, they're knocking the Bulldogs down below those guys, of course. Yeah. So here's one I found from two years ago. Okay. And the Bulldogs are still top 10. Granted, they are number 10. Really? Mm-hmm. They are number 10, but they're still top 10. And like we said, the New Day and the Usos did bump. Listen, the New Day bumped everybody down the new day is in at number one <laughs> the usos are in at number seven and i think if they read that list even today the usos are gonna also bump some people down potentially even the new day but um the bulldogs still make it to top 10 over demolition who was like the longest reigning tag team champion listen at the time. I, that's a fair response and i i'm glad to learn this information and that does change the argument somewhat 
I would still say in casual conversation, though, I don't hear it enough considering when you think about like the work style of those guys, dynamite kids are literally one of the most mage regarded by wrestlers as one of the most mage wrestlers of all time. Right. His entire thing that we know him for in North America is just being half of the British Bulldogs. That's his entire legacy. Everything else is things we hear about, but that's how we know him. And then Davy boy was just so good at that time. I mean, powerhouse and athletic. I was just going to say real quick, if you want, if you want to just say, there's a lot of tag teams at that time. And like, if, if you, if you, it, like, if you think about strike force and you hear the pop that they got at like, you know, mania three, was no. it mania four? Canon connection was mania three, mania four. Stri- if you, the, the strike force pop at mania four is like insane, you know? And then it's like how forgotten are strike force. Yeah, but they were around for two seconds. Like Strike Force and Can-Am Connection, basically every Rick Martell tag team existed for like one minute and then went away. Yeah. The British Bulldogs, you know, we're talking about, what is it, 85 to 90? No. Yeah, eight, like 84. 88. Yeah. And that was they're, it. They're done in 88? Yes. By WrestleMania 4, they're gone? Yeah. The, after WrestleMania 4, they were gone. And I'll say this too, right? Like, it's hard. I, I I mostly agree with Dip's take, but it's hard for me to consider them as overlooked, just because most people don't put them in their list. Because again, WWE had them at six uh, a decade ago. That still top ten now. The Killer Bees is not mentioned at all. That is an overlooked tag. Now that, team no, for okay, how now, yeah, they well, were. That's a different level. I mean, that, of of disrespect. The Killer Bees went from forty three in twenty twelve to not being mentioned at all. Um, two years ago that they, they completely dropped out of the top 50. So they started in, they started in uh, WWE in 84 and their last match was survivor series 88. So just shy of 1989. So almost five full years, which for a tag team is a, a pretty, pretty long run, especially in those days. Yeah. I mean, these days, it, when, like you said, Rick Martel was was moving in and out of tag teams, like <laughs> I mean, listen, LOD was only in WWE for a second. Um, Arn and Tully were only there for a second. You know what I mean? So, anyways, um a good debatable one to discuss. Guys, uh, I I hope to try to find a way to sneak an episode in before uh I, I leave the country. I'm gonna do my best here, but it it's a crazy week. So over the next couple of weeks. Uh, stay tuned to Ring of Wrestling and our social media to see what's what. We're going to do the best we can to bring you fine, fine wrestling content. But we'll always be available in the Discord, at least me and SUG. Dip when he occasionally shows up and says, hey, I'm at a show. Is anyone here? <laughs> I'm here. Like, yeah. Hello? Dip shows up like a grandfather using a, a, a new cell phone. I'm here. Um and and you can always send your emails rosenbergbeats at gmail.com if for some reason this is the last we hear of you uh, or you hear of us I should say uh, Merry Christmas Happy New Year all that good stuff Happy Chanuka right of course and, and, and enjoy yourself yep all those things I, I feel like we need a drop on the way out hold on that's the cheap heat thanks Sheiky